Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. One, two, clink. Cheers. Cheers. Cindy and I were just talking about how it's not very wintry this yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's winter in the sense of, like, it gets dark at, like, 2 p.m. Like, yeah, and, like, I it's go, literally winter, but... I go off for my lunch break, and it's fucking night. And I'm like, the fuck? But, um... Um... What are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, winter. Oh, winter. <laughs> <laughs> Short memory loss, guys. Um, yeah, because it's, like, cold, but it's, like, hot cold. And I feel like this whole year has just been a bit me. So, um, yeah, I've been wearing what I want to wear and putting a jacket over it. Yeah. We call that fashion, and we call that being an independent woman. I watched this TikTok. It was, yeah, <laughs> being an independent woman. I was uh, watching this TikTok, and it was that girl who inspired me to put my bodysuit outside of my pants. And she made Jail. a video. <laughs> she made a video about layering. And so she put on, like, a tank top a button down, a vest, a sweater, it's a camel FIT. coat, and then a parka. It's an FIT like, joke where it's like, how I dress for class. And it's like a trash bag, and then they put like a toothpaste on, and then they like wrap it with a shoelace, and then they put tights on, and then boots on, and then a jacket, and then a vest, and then a jacket. And I'm like, girl, I wear the same outfit in four different combinations. Well, and girl did that, and then her caption was like, why does this kind of look good? And I was like, is it look good or are you skinny? <laughs> Our dryer doesn't dry, guys. Like, I have dried this particular shirt about four times. And guess what? Guess what? It's still wet, bro. <laughs> Do we need to exchange or exchange? Um, 
take out like our filter, do the, you know what I mean? Like the, you know? The wind thing? Yeah. We've never cleaned that. Good. Unless your mom has. My mom is, I feel so bad for my, because whenever she comes over, she just cleans everything. And, you know, Sydney and I are very clean people, but we just miss like the hard to reach places, you know? Like we, we don't, we, there's like a crumb on the counter sometimes and like a spill that we just kind of got. So you see, we forgot it was there and we just kind of leave it. And then, you know, it's, it's always the stuff that we can't see that we don't clean, you know? Our bathroom, we neglect our bathroom. It's pretty gross. Um, so this is your daily reminder to go and get tickets to our concert if you haven't already. Uh, it's on December 9th. So if you're listening to this before then, tickets are still available um and we can't wait to see you guys all there you can also get tickets at the door but if you get them beforehand it's less expensive and we're gonna do a live <clears throat> mini-sode and there are gonna be three really talented artists performing on stage as well it's gonna be just one big party we have a lot of single really attractive guy friends so come meet them and girlfriends girlfriend, so it doesn't matter uh yeah so we can't wait to see you there our topic today is a special one and I think it's something <laughs> it's that a, a lot of people don't usually talk about because a lot of podcasts or like self-help books and stuff like that like the one we started reading and then never finished yeah because it was so bad I know I'm so sorry it's really all about kind of how to get a man which is a narrative like if you've been listening to us for any amount of time it's a narrative that Cindy and I vehemently oppose mm-hmm. so vehemently. Um, vehemently so today we're going to be talking about what to do when you actually like get the guy or get the girl or get whoever and then either you can be like in a lull in a in a funk or it can be really exciting and just or you could cheat on you who knows whatever your situation we're going to cover it in this episode (laughs) really inspiring because the honeymoon phase does exist yes and it will end there are some couples i know who have been dating for like five years and are still in that phase and like they've never gotten to a fight before and i'm like what all right that's well, a like low-key never having a fight is like not healthy because and then i know people are gonna come and be like no no i mean there's like a way that you can have a healthy argument and not fight but how are you ever gonna get to a healthy argument if you don't fight in the beginning so that's that's what i'm kind of like you know what i mean because obviously you should always grow in your disagreements but if there's never really like a blow-up fight how why not you know what I like mean? <laughs> not even blow fight it's just that like there's no way that you and someone else have the same opinions on everything yeah. and like i think it's healthy to disagree because it means you're not changing yourself to mold into the other person's view of what you should be as a partner yeah so i think that like obviously i wouldn't say necessarily conflict is healthy i think disagreement is healthy to an extent yeah and i think that when you first so obviously we've had a bunch of episodes about like first dates how to get a boyfriend but like satirical because like there's no one way to get a boyfriend or a partner or whatever but it's like there is a phase of like two to three months maybe more if you're lucky where it's just like candies and rainbows and sunshine and ponies and you poop glitter and you giggle everything's perfect yeah because it's like you have finally gotten to a place where you are with that person exclusively hopefully and you're always around each other you're always hanging out you're having your first of like being in your relationship like first kiss first whatever but then there comes a time where like the real world hits you like you start having conflict you start having disagreements maybe um you start to realize issues in your partner that you hadn't seen beforehand because you're getting to know them better or spend more time with them and it's something that's really wrong or bad with that i think it's a natural part of being in a relationship i think the most important thing though is learning how to navigate it and realizing that there are certain things you have to establish from the beginning in order to 
um, ensure that longevity of your relationship and the longevity of your mental health and your sanity and also just making sure that you're not losing yourself in your relationships. I think it's so easy to be enamored by someone and in love with someone to a point where you begin to change yourself to try and make yourself compatible with them or make yourself appeasing to what they want and what their needs are with sacrificing your own. Uh, Yeah, I think um, when we talk about this a lot on the podcast that maintaining one's own independence is really, really important and your own core values and your core beliefs and like what you want for your life. Um, for example, in the TV show, the, the hit sitcom Friends, um, Monica and Richard date for a really long time. Richard was the old guy with the mustache. He was the eye doctor. I feel like he's Mr. Big of Friends. Yes. He's so, he's really hot. Um, but anyway, so him and Monica dated for like a really, really long time. And they dated for, I think like either like six months to a year, whatever it was long term. And the reason they broke up is because... Richard didn't want kids and Monica did you know what I mean so stuff like that like really big contenders and I'm not saying it has to be about your future I'm not saying it has to be about where you want to live if you want to get a house or an apartment this is getting way too specific (laughs) but I am saying like everyone goes through those moments you know yeah but I think also it just like the major things so political beliefs for example or core values how you think you should handle a situation for example like I know this one couple who is really secure in their relationship and they've been together for a really long time but the guy gets really touchy with other girls and the girlfriend's like totally fine with that just like that could never be me but it's it's great for them because they have kind of that trust where they know it doesn't mean anything but that doesn't work for every relationship so I think those are the things like those are the core things you both have to agree upon for a relationship to work so I think that's what we're talking about and like that's a security that I will forever aim for you know yeah like I obviously don't want to be a jealous person. No one wants to be a jealous person because it's annoying and it's hurtful. But, like, I think when you're in that kind of situation, you know that that person is just so secure in their love for one another that you don't have to even worry about, oh, man, just this personality. Like, I'm a flirty person. I'll flirt with the brick just because, like, I like being outgoing. I like talking to people. I'm very, like... Uh, hands-on not like in a weird way but like in a I like establishing connections eye contact things like that that might come off as flirty but that's just my personality so like I think that being with someone who's secure enough to understand that like I'm not making an advance on other people that's just who I am is important like obviously there's there's a line like if you're touching people's like derriere or you're kissing people on the cheek and like doing weird stuff that's obviously a line but I think that like one big thing you do have to establish is security and that comes with time that comes with trust that comes with conversations etc also the thing that no one really talks about which you brought this up in my brain cells is that it it doesn't even it's not only if the person isn't okay with stuff like that then like they have to figure something out it's like if you're okay with you know being really touchy with people because you're so secure in your relationship that you you know it doesn't mean anything and like that's just how you like to express yourself and that's totally fine in my opinion but if the person you're with doesn't think so that's a huge thing and that's your decision then you know whether or not to like go forward or not because you can try and change a partner as much as you want but that's who they are that's not really necessarily going to change overnight you know yeah absolutely and I think a good thing to talk about is having those conversations with people because you might really want to make something work, but there might be a lot of barriers in the way. So, Sydney, when do you think is the point where someone should walk away, someone should really try to work things out? Like, what, what do you think is that kind of line? I think that, not just from my personal experience, but talking to friends, seeing friends, like, th- 
throughout my whole life is that I think that especially in your early 20s, late teens, you have such a tunnel view of like what love is. Like every person I've dated, I'm like, oh, I'm going to marry them. They're going to be like my husband. I'm gonna blah, 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 blah. Every you person, know? you know, it's like, every yeah. person thinks that. But like in reality, statistically, none of us have met our husbands yet. And like people who do get married this young in this day and age does not work because you haven't even lived your life yet. You know, you're not even an adult yet. You're an adult technically, but like not really. Um, <laughs> and I think that I've had that problem where I'm so willing to forgive so many things and not just in one, like one particular context, but in all my relationships. But I'm so quick or willing to forgive behaviors that are honestly unacceptable because in my mind, I'm like, well, this is what love is. Like if I want to marry this person, I have to start, um, you know, what's the word? I have to start compromising on what are basic needs for me, which is respect, which is understanding, which is support, which is love, like things like that, where I think that if I can get over this and I maybe I just change or compromise on this one little thing, it'll be okay. But I think once you start that pattern, you start compromising on big things too, you know? Like I said, like respect, love, support, all these things and it starts to become a point where you're a shadow of your former self you know and that's why i think you should start considering like ending things or conversations or things like that is if you feel like you no longer recognize yourself you know like if you've changed to a point where former you to you two years ago would laugh at the person you are now you know like i for me for example like i consider myself oh like i'm a feminist i'm women first blah blah once we're women whatever and like, I think if my, and this is one thing I always tell myself is like, if my best friend or my sister or my mother or people that are important to me in my life that are women, just in this particular context, were in the exact same situation and I knew exactly what I knew in that moment, like every detail, all this stuff, what advice would I give them? If they were doing what I was doing, I'd call them a fool in my brain, not aloud. And eh, probably out loud. So it's like, if not only I would tell myself that, but people around me who are my friends or my family are telling me the same thing about my relationship, I need to take a, a better look at that, you know? And I've been trying to do that a lot with my relationships recently or like in the past few years because like I obviously have had those moments. But I think that's when I consider it not necessarily a breaking point, but it's like the point before the breaking point, you know, where it's like I need to step back and look at the totality of things because it might be okay right now in terms of changing who I am or what I see or what I believe for this one relationship but I need to make a decision for future me in three weeks in three months in three years in 30 years am I going to be okay with the choices I made now because that's what the consequence is going to be you know that was beautiful thanks I have no idea what I just said <laughs> um I also really want to talk about burnout in a relationship yeah you know like when it kind of reaches a lull point or like a boring point you know like you um and even also if the relationship had a lot of excitement in the beginning I know that's happened to me like literally 90,000 times like not right now love my boyfriend but when I especially in high school just because I was more narrow-minded in high school regarding like my world and what mattered when I was a little younger or even I guess freshman year of college and a relationship had so much excitement in the beginning you know like maybe there was another girl involved maybe we were in a competition maybe I got him or maybe he didn't like me at first and maybe there was a chase you know and like that part was all really exciting but then once you get the person and it's just kind of it happened the drama subsides you're together and like it's boring like what, what do we what do you think people should do I feel like it's a sign of maturity when those things st like start to end, you know? Because, mm -hmm. like, when you get... I just... 
I think I'm at the age now, even though I'm only 21, where um, <laughs> games don't interest me anymore. No. Like, what's the point? That's why I'm all like you're the showing book. me. Yeah. It's just like games. Like, all you're showing me is that you don't want me, that I need to play Uno to get you, you know? Twister, whatever. In terms of, like, long-term stuff, like, I was with someone for a number of years, like, what, three or four years, and you do get complacent, you know? It's like, you don't want to go out anymore, you don't want to go, you just want to sit home and watch TV all day, and, like, especially during COVID, where, like, you had to be inside all the time, the dynamic changes, and, like, I think... It's in those moments where you have to put in those, that a little, little bit of extra effort, you know, like 10% more effort could be the change you need, you know? Because I think that complacency is so big in long-term relationships, especially if you're in the same, like if you're long to something, it's different because like you have to keep that going to like keep any kind of contact. But I think that if you're in the same city, obviously you're together all the time, every day for four years straight, you know, it requires you to put in a little extra effort sometimes or like just to keep yourself from not to, okay. To keep yourself from not stopping to do, the words are not wording right now. What are you trying to say? That like, there's always a problem, or there's like a, a loss of love or interest when people stop doing the little things they did to get you. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So I don't know what I was trying to say in my head, that it's going to stop them or stop you from stopping yes. doing. <laughs> I don't know how this sentence is supposed to work. Is that the people, stopping of the stop with the stop doing the, the doing things. the thing. Is that I think um, people do stop doing the little things I did to get you, which is like, you know, um, giving you flowers, taking you out to dinner, planning fun dates, doing like little popsicle stick dinner things. And like, I'm not saying you have to shower people with love. And, like, yeah, you do. Shower people <laughs> with like money and throw your money at them to make them like you. I think that's the thought of putting in effort. Mm. And I think there's Lots like... Lots of service, right? Exactly. There's like three big things I think you have to establish in a relationship for it to work long term. And I think that's effort, communication, and boundaries. Yeah. And we talk about boundaries a lot on this uh, show. We haven't had had boundaries episode, but we talk about it a lot in context of relationships. But I think establishing those three things, obviously little branches under it, like support, affection, love, um, understanding, things like that fall under that little umbrella. But I think focusing on one effort, two communication, and three boundaries is what allows you to have like a successful and um, mutually beneficial relationship in the long run. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. 
We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I have two things I want to say. Okay. And the first is that... Um, this thing I like to say that Sydney's heard like a million times, but I'm not too sure if I said this on the podcast, is that what I think would really help with scenarios like this scenario is that you say your ace so weird. You can be dating somebody, and like that can be that, and that can be something that you rely on, lean on. It's a crutch. Like, yeah, this is my person. This, you know, like that can be really nice to just like think of them as a constant. But in your daily actions, in the little things like Sydney was just describing. When you wake up every morning, you should be thinking to yourself, like, you should be actively thinking to fall in love with this person. Does that make sense? Like, you should be actively wanting this person to fall in love with you and even further falling in love with them yourself. You know what I mean? So you should be looking, like, your standards should be high. You should be looking in the relationship for them to be doing all of the things they should be doing as a partner. And you should also be trying to match their energy if it's a good energy or if you feel like your relationship's coming to a lull you should feel like you might want to step it up and like you should maybe make the first step like get them a muffin on your way home from work like little things like that just to like let them know that you're thinking about that I don't know why I do not like muffins muffins? I don't know why that's the first thing I thought of I think muffins are literally like (laughs) like fugly cupcakes (laughs) (laughs) it's the duff of cupcakes yeah literally minus all the excitement but um really do think love is a choice like I think love starts as a yeah it starts as a feeling it starts as like a jittery in the stomach but it becomes a choice it's a choice to keep putting in the effort to making communication like a priority relationship like uh, communication in the sense that like if you have a problem voice it if you like something voice it if you are coming home late voice it if i think just having that line of communication open where you can like base your trust on it is so important because when that communication lulls, the trust lulls. When trust lulls, the love lulls. When love lulls, relationship is <laughs> So I think communication is so important. And I think in terms of boundaries, obviously there's boundaries in like the obvious sense of like, I like this and this, I don't like this and this. I'm not a touchy person or person. Personal. I'm not a touchy person or I'm a touchy person. Like just understanding like each other's uh, likes and dislikes, boundaries in that sense. But also it is so freaking important to have a life outside of your relationship mm-hmm. i know couples where they spend all day every day together they have no other friends no other hobbies interests anything like that and it's like you guys become so codependent on one another that it becomes toxic like if you do not have friends or a job or a hobby or an interest or literally any time away from your partner and people are noticing that and telling you that it's because they see it as a red flag 
because let's say you guys do break up or you have a fight like that's going to consume you so much more than it would on any other basis because that person is your life and i think that's such a red flag and it's obviously like when you first get into a relationship you want to be with that person all the time you want to hang out with them all the time but it will become a problem later on if you do not have a life outside of that partnership I think it's really important to remember like, yes, go hang out with your friends. It's it's okay to not see them every single day. It's okay to prioritize seeing your friends or seeing your family or going on a trip with your friends or going to your job or skating or whatever your interest is, whatever. I just think it's so important to have time and a breath in life outside of that other person, you know? Go skate instead. Go skate. Go roller skate. Go ice skate. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I did my Mickey laugh. I don't know if you guys remember, but last episode, my voice was completely gone, and now I've gotten, like, a semblance of it back. I'm about to lose it again. I've been losing it so easily recently, and I don't know why. Ugh. Every time you go out and you come home, your voice is gone. I know. I don't... Maybe you talk too much, Sarah. Us having a podcast. Yeah. We literally talk all day. Oh, we talk way too much, Sydney and I. It's, It's... And we go out, oh, when we go out with friends, I feel so bad for our other friends because it's always just like going. We never shut up and we're weird. Yeah. You know how it'd be. You know how it is. But I also want to just going back to our conversation, not to like bring the conversation back, not to like put the car in reverse. But I also want to talk about like the art of gift giving because, you know, the holidays are coming up. And obviously, if you have a significant other, you're wondering what to get them and how, you know, to kind of navigate going about presents. And as someone whose love language is gift giving, I think the number one thing everybody has to keep in mind, and this might seem so obvious, but not to a lot of people, um, is that you're getting a gift for them. You know what I mean? Like, you're not not getting a gift for yourself. Like, you're literally... um, it might be easier for you because you're at Target to pick up the first thing you see and give it to them, but then that's giving a gift to your, like that's what's just most convenient for you. Or it might be easy to like, if you really like Broadway, for example, like I'll even use myself as an example. I really like Broadway. That's like me giving my significant other Broadway tickets because it's a present for him, but really I just wanted to go, so I'm giving, you know what I mean? Like that's something I like to do. So I think that's like the number one thing everybody should keep in mind this holiday season is give a gift for the other person. That's why I hate when guys <laughs> gift lingerie for like Valentine's day or like birthdays like that is not a gift that's a gift for you i know (laughs) go get me a purse (laughs) yeah gift lingerie makes a great gift just i don't think maybe not for like christmas or a birthday but that 30 day return policy (laughs) i like to have black friday every day or like every week but just for me yeah and it might it might feel stupid to get your significant other a gift that you see no point in so like if your significant other really likes to go to museums and you hate museums and you don't see the reason why you are spending money on a museum ticket just keep in mind like it's for them and you know like it's something they would enjoy when i bought my my boyfriend of last year a fucking ps5 for him to what proceed to ignore me while playing the ps5 But hey, I guess I guess it was a good gift or whatever. I was like competing as a fourteen year old trying to get this stupid thing on BestBuy.com. So in in I guess exempting the PS Five or any game console whatsoever, get them a gift that they would like. <laughs> um, and also, Merry Christmas, baby, please, Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry oh wait, Christmas. what's that one Charlie Brown song? <laughs> I hate Charlie Brown. The way they draw him pisses me off. I love Charlie Brown. It's one of those nostalgic things that are just for white people. 
if 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 any person, Sarah, likes the old Disney stuff like Song of the South, red flag. <gasps> Song of the South. They're like, but it's Mickey. Okay. <laughs> I think any any Disney thing made before 1990 is most likely racist. <laughs> You guys um, know how I feel. Maybe not. You don't know. It was in one, it was in one episode. We t- <laughs> it wasn't that. Um, I mean, maybe you do know. Um, I said it in one episode once. Uh, I have an agenda against Sleeping Beauty. If your favorite princess is Sleeping Beauty, you need to get your personality reevaluated. Chance Wedstein. Your favorite princess, your girl, your girly. Number one, she's uh, dead for half the movie. <laughs> she's literally asleep, so why do you like her? Number two, I cannot tell you one thing she did or said that entire movie. Her dress is also ugly. Yeah. Her dress is ugly. Number three, <laughs> let me just let me just get this straight. This person was writing this little bookie book. What was it? The Grimm Brothers? I don't know. One of them. Hans? I don't know. And he was like, hmm, a small girl goes to sleep in a forest huh and then we're gonna have this random man go hmm a dead body let me kiss it (laughs) her okay let's get married i just have so many questions number one why you kissing dead bodies necrophiliac number two (laughs) this girl this little boy's lips touched you know he didn't have any lips this little boy's (laughs) lips touched her and she's like hmm let's get married y'all don't even know each other number two number three she's like 14 <laughs> number four her dress is ugly number five the real star of that movie is maleficent the baddie of all baddies she said maleficent has to be one of like top three favorite villains she's is so she funny the one that's like who's the fairest of them all and it was a little girl and she was like mm-hmm. no that was uh no but I, that was literally you like you are transitioning into my point so perfectly because i when i hear people say that they miss the old disney because disney isn't original anymore red flag because let me that wasn't even original that was a book from like the 1500s let me paint you a little picture number one none of them are original number two i'm gonna just visualize this the first movie right is it wasn't snow white disney's first movie or something like that i hate that girl too she how did she end the movie asleep his next movie sleeping beauty she was asleep how was this original again I'm hearing they're you all like, asleep <laughs> i'm hearing you like sleeping women which is a little bit a little bit weird i know snow white's annoying too that girl ugh, that yeah. haircut ugh. <laughs> um sleeping beauty also annoying cinderella bruh bruh cinderella fires me up <laughs> you chose the dumbest man in the land to be prince it wasn't even like she was wearing okay if she was wearing like a mask like a little like a little like a little mask and a crown or something i could be like okay maybe he wasn't really looking that hard but no <laughs> they were in a hella lit castle like a hella lit they have lights everywhere and it was just her face like she wasn't wearing a mask she didn't have a hat on she didn't have face paint on it was literally just her face and then that's problem number one you don't got eyes what kind of memory <laughs> like you saw the girl last night and you're out here looking at girls with red hair who are 45 being, hmm, does it fit your foot? Huh? That's the problem. You literally have eyes, just look. I, it, makes me, it makes me so mad. Number two, glass shoes. Glass shoes. Just impractical. Number three, I hate that girl's buns. So my little bangs makes me so mad. Number four. Exactly. Number four, child protective services. Where were they in this whole equation? Did nobody know that girl is literally enslaved in her attic? Number five, number five, number five, number five. And most importantly... 
was no other bitch a size seven in this town. <laughs> you you went around the whole town looking at feet, nasty, foot fetish, trying to figure out whose foot fits. You couldn't just look at her face and realize, oh, it's so dumb. Like <laughs> dumb beans in the brain is what this this little writer had. Same thing with <laughs> Little Mermaid. Oh, let me sell my voice for this man I've never met before. <laughs> it's giving incel. All of these are giving incel vibes. And it's making me so uncomfortable. But then we have the ethnic princesses coming into play. We have a little Jasmine. We have a little Mulan. We have a little Tiana. And things are making sense again, you know, yeah. because they didn't have these little Hans and Gretel men riding this. That's why. Do you think if Prince Charming found another girl with like size six and a half feet in the land that he, it, she would have been like with wrinkles and like red hair and he would have been like, oh my God, it's you. Like, do you do you think that would have happened? I just like, I don't know about y'all. I can't, I can only speak for myself, obviously. But if I see a man so fine that I fall in love with him on the first night, you best believe I remember what their face looks like. Like, imagine you meeting someone and forgetting what their face looks like. That just doesn't make any sense to me. All I'm hearing is Disney is sus. Uh, even Pocahontas was a little iff- iffy to me, but <clears throat> I really, really like Mulan. They're just so like, wildly historically inaccurate. Yeah. They're like, yeah. I wonder why they didn't make one about Sacagawea. Yeah. Oh, you know what I really They hated? said too much ethnicity. I know, yeah, they were like, no, too much historical accuracy. We don't like that. We want to make white people look good. Yeah. But you know like what? Summer or something. Yeah, I really, really don't like the new Mulan. I don't know how I can say that because I've never seen it. But I boycotted it for not the reason everybody else was boycotting it. Because like someone supported something that wasn't good. Hong Kong, yeah. But I boycotted it because... There was no Mushu. <laughs> and people were saying that, like, oh, like, we wanted to make it more historically accurate. I don't care. And, like, I get that. I don't. But what has to do with it. taking away Sheen? I know. Like, who said that you can't leave the fine men in? Because I had, I had a short list of men who needed to play that role. I know. Number one is Henry Golding. Yeah. But that's, like, and you know what? You know what? what? Disney is slick as hell. Because everyone was like, where's the black one? Where's the black one? They're like, shh fine they chose the one the one movie the one movie the concept yeah that no one would ever want to see in live action (laughs) don't nobody want to see a black girl kissing a toad like nothing about that could be cute nothing about that could be visually pleasing because like you know how Disney is live action it's like hyper realistic I do not want to see somebody making out with a toad no. I, do I want to see Naveen in real life? <laughs> yeah. Short <laughs> list for that, too. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. 
Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What do you think about, did you see the live action Aladdin? Slash Lion King live Um, action? No, I saw the lace front wigs they used for the actors and I said no. I like that they put Will Smith in there, but how do you have that big of a budget and you have that bad of wigs? I have a fear of Disney adults, except for Sarah. Um, well, I'm still a little really? bit scared, but yeah. Yeah, you should be. Because I, it's the same scare that you get whenever I do theater rise. It's like that yeah. kind of scared. Let me, let me expose you for a second. All right. So I was on the YouTube with someone like on our TV. Like I was showing them a video. So Sarah's uh, thing is logged in. No. And, like, when you log into YouTube on the TV, it, like, puts out all of your most recent videos as, like, a way to go back and rewatch them. It's literally Disney. Disney. Disney vlog. Disney tour. Disney attractions. Disney food. Around the world, Disney in five days. Disney, Disney. (laughs) Disney. I love Disney. Disney, more Disney. And more Disney. I was like, girl, what you be doing in your room? When I get sad, I watch a lot of Disney. And you know what? Um, It's finals week. So I'm sad all the time. And... I'm watching Disney all of the time. Your Do you remember hands, that? Your hands that are I so went? small. I know, right? They're so chunky and small. Oh no, you're so small. I know. I don't like them. My hands I are my hands fingers. are huge. I want like long, elegant fingers. I look at people's fingers often. Me Is too. that weird to admit? I look at mm-hmm. man's hands a lot. Can we talk about man's rings for a second? Oh yeah, if you wear rings, you have me. Yeah. There's one month where Sarah like only watched Disney movies. She watched literally every single one on Disney Plus. And I was like, <laughs> Are you okay? I feel like if you were a kid now. You would be the kind of kid that watches those videos of other kids playing with toys on YouTube. What do you mean? You've never seen those before? No. My brother watches them. It makes me so uncomfortable. Really? It's like literally kids opening new toys and playing with them. Like, hey, my name is Mr. Bob. Well, I'm Mr. Room. Let's go to store. And they're like literally kids playing with Barbies, and they get like 10 million views, and they get like sponsorships and stuff. And I was like, that's going to be Sarah's kid. She's like, play with them. <laughs> Bump these Barbies against each other. Right now. <laughs> did, you ever, did you ever make your Barbies kiss? 
And did your parents ever walk in on you? Oh, I had mine getting divorced. I had mine taking the kids. I had mine getting the car. What was your yeah. childhood like? <laughs> Literally. My Barbies had a blue PT Cruiser. It was like a turquoise shiny one. And you see my dream car. That car was so fugly. <laughs> I know my mom used to make me get all the black Barbies. And I'd be like, girl, I want some ethno-diversity. <laughs> I had the Barbie thing where it was like half. It was like really, really simple. Like it's not as extravagant as it sounds. But it was about like yay big, probably like as big as a bread box. And like, That's, what is a bread box? I don't know. What does it even come in a box? <laughs> that was so that was so specific. Which I mean, does not exist. But half of it's it still so. I don't know. Half of it was um like a a cruise, and then the other half of it was an airplane. Was oh, really I know cool. what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so popular back in my day. So popular. I was. The I'll never forget. My parents went to Egypt, and they brought me back this like Egyptian doll. Mm-hmm. And um, in sixth grade, I had a project, and we had to choose Egypt or Rome. And it was like a like a like a three hundred dollar collectible doll. Like they had like real gold on it. It was like supposed to be like handmade, whatever. And I cut it out the box and glued it to a piece of wood. <laughs> Bro, my parents. I had thing I've ever seen my parents so mad. I literally glued it to a piece of wood, and I was like, "Look, she's on a chariot." <laughs> <laughs> It was like hot and glue too. They were so mad. But yeah, I loved American Girl Dolls. I can't wait to make my kid do it. Yeah. Sarah and I almost went to American Girl Doll Cafe. And we, had did. we should do that to make a TikTok about it. We should. We should. That would go, I think that would go viral. There were like three, I think, that reigned over our childhood. It was Cabbage Patch Kids when we were younger. Yeah, those little things are so fucking creepy. I know. <laughs> little fat baby. They had a great PR strategy. Anyway, yeah. Cabbage Patch Kids, um, American Girl Dolls, and like Barbies. Oh my God, did you have yeah. uh, pet shops? Yeah, I did, and I collected them. Did you or play pockets? They're kind of like McDonald's. But you know the, like, erasers you would put, like, they look like food, and you take them apart? Yes. I had, like, literally, you, I don't think you understand, I had, like, 500 of those. Stop it. I had 900 in yeah, your fucking I face. I collected them. I, wait, I had, you know what else I collected? Silly man. The but food that's earrings? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Players had a hold on us. Yes. We were so cringy. Oh, but on Silly Bands. We would each other in Our school, school. Yeah, we would have been, like, literally arch enemies. Yeah. Our school banned silly bands because people were like collected them like they were literally drugs. Um, oh wait, in the book Little Women, Little Women. I loved Little Women. Oh no, no, I liked Little House on the Prairie. More. Oh, yeah, whatever. Okay, sorry. <laughs> you know how it is. In Little Women, Amy went to school and she traded like, like limes were like the thing. You know, it's just interesting to see how it progresses because she traded like two pencils and an eraser for like two limes. Yeah, why would you need a lime as a child? I don't know. Like, everybody was collecting limes. You know what I mean? So it just it was interesting how that could progress into silly bands. Like, what even are they? You guys, there was this... So in, like, second grade, we got this thing where, like, every month would be, like, a different historical theme. And, like, I was obsessed with Little House on the Prairie, both the books and, like, the 70s show of it. I don't really know why. It was, like, on Hallmark. But I literally watched, like, every single episode there ever was. And I was in second grade in Miss Landtroop's class. <laughs> Miss Landtroop, that girl. Um... <laughs> And it was Prairie Day. And when I tell you, I was ready. We were, like, churning butter and, like, throwing footballs and shit and making milk. I don't know. But we get to dress as a pioneer. When I tell you, I showed up looking like Harriet Tubman. Number one, I had no teeth. Number two, I was wearing a bonnet with a little bow on it. And I was wearing, like, the whole, like, apron <laughs> and everything. And All everybody these, else was in jeans. They're literally in, like, jeans and a bandana. Our girls were wearing, like, flowy skirts and a sweater. And I was like... Where's the commitment? Where's the character? Where's the dedication? All y'all are lames. But, um. Did you like cry? Wait, I literally cried. Sydney the video has of me this crying. Picture of it too, and you know she's not exaggerating, because sometimes 
we exaggerate like, yeah, a lot. Cool. but you know she's not exaggerating this time because in the, <laughs> this time because in the background <laughs> of the picture everybody everyone's wearing jeans and t-shirts and you know what i'm really crying in the picture i think i look like a baddie i mean i had no teeth <laughs> and no hair but she's giving yeah. like a watery smile and they're just and they're just no teeth yeah no teeth. <laughs> It is an iconic picture. Oh my god! I never. I had so one funny. of me in '60s day too, and I literally have like a knee-length wig on, and I have like other kids are wearing like peace signs, and I was like, again, I'm out doing y'all so hard, it's literally embarrassing. It's. I need to find all these pictures and make like a, a collage of them for TikTok. Every embarrassing picture that you have, you need to. Oh, that one where your forehead is like bigger than my wrist. Yeah, because I was like it's a mega, one picture. I was like a mega mind as a kid. I feel like, like half my weight as a child was in my forehead. Wait, didn't the yearbook? Bro, the yearbook literally edited my. I had to send a baby picture. <laughs> And literally edited my baby picture to make my forehead smaller. <laughs> Probably didn't fit in the box. <laughs> um, yeah. I just almost farted you. You lost so hard. I'm excited. We should, we should make like a, a collage of all of our like embarrassing childhood pictures and do a pose. Except for Sarah's aren't embarrassing. She was like not ugly. No, my ones when I was like four and five are. Like I, I went to Disneyland one time, Disneyland Paris, and I was dressed as this like um oh what's it called my gosh no 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 wait it's like the why t- your boob why are you juggling your boobs right now you're literally like this <laughs> it's like the maracas what's it called a salsa dancer uh, i was dressed as a salsa dancer why? i don't know <laughs> and we went to this you know we went to like the thing we went to the the disneyland and everything and i thought i was the bat like you cannot tell me i was a seductive queen like even then i knew what sex was or like what sex appeal was <laughs> i was like leaning against old. the bus i was like like I was so into this costume, I thought every little boy was gonna come up to me and like tell me I looked pretty, and then nobody did, and I cried for like five hours. You, I know you, you were a bippity boppity boutique girl. Don't get me started, bruh. Them stomping ground. Them kids would come out that store with their hair so slicked back, you could see their eyes watering. With little, they're okay. I can describe to you. They're always little blonde girls or little girls who look like they're like half Latina, half white. Mm-hmm. And they would have their hair slicked back into a bun with glitter all over it. Like they literally took a like a little spray gun and just glittered all over it. Then have like a star on their cheek or like one swipe of blue eyeshadow. This little dress and the dad looking like, oh my God, my wallet. Um, <laughs> and I'll get to them. They're expensive. Yeah. And just for your kids to go, what, eat a turkey leg and get dressing all over it? Yeah, I'll be like, girl, we're gonna slick your hair at home. Let's go. <laughs> absolutely not oh my god yeah and you know i always feel bad like seeing the kids go into the bippity boppity boutique when i was getting my shit done the way i just said it so seamlessly too bippity boppity boutique. yeah i was like but the, seeing the kids come in oh my god their hair was so frizzy and it was so satisfying to see it get like slicked back yeah. like, my hair always frizzy. they went ham with that hairspray <laughs> but and the glitter had all over the hair the be our guest dinner in the castle i did that once it's actually kind of dope or whatever yeah. but disney's dope Disney Let's not World. go that far. They're a little bit of a racista. <laughs> little, okay, Walt Disney, though, I feel like he was definitely, like... He was a Nazi supporter. Yeah, definitely um, a little racist. <laughs> Every single time I bring up Disney World, Eric, my boyfriend, can never let me be in peace. Every single time I bring up a movie, going to the parks, spending any type of money on any Disney merchandise whatsoever, he's always like, Disney's a Nazi. And I'm like, okay, well, I wonder that's if he's not still true, frozen. But... I feel like he's, his head is like frozen at the top of the Disney castle and some weird stuff like that, some Scientology shit. Why would you say that? I know, I heard it's like a conspiracy theory. After graduation, before I start law school and before I make Sarah move wherever I get in, yeah. um, I want to go to Europe for like a summer trip. 
And she goes, I got Disney. I was like, Miss Girl. <laughs> I think because like I'm from Florida. I live an hour from Disney. So like I've been there literally 100 million times. I live an hour from Disney, also in LA. So it's like, no. But Sarah wants to. And I'm like, you and your little boyfriend. Can I buy this little park? Do your little Disney thing? And we'll go to well, Europe. Yeah. No, I want to go to Disney and then Europe. Okay, yeah. You guys have fun at Disney. Thanks. I will be here. Okay. And I'll be prepping for Europe. I think we should go to Europe with no boys. Ugh. We should break up with our boyfriends for the, the Europe trip. And then so we can have like a Mama Mia moment. And then we'll come back and be like, fine. Yeah, we'll come back pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who did. It could be one of three. Uh, you guys, thanks so much for listening. Sorry, we only talked about the topic for like 10 minutes. But happy tidings and good blessings. And we can't wait to see you guys at the concert on Thursday. We love you so much. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeart. And you can also see us on social media at Crying in Public Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. I already said that, Sydney. All right, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Say it louder. Bye. <laughs> Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.